you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, a special bonus episode of The Front for you today. I'm Claire Harvey. Today, we're diving into a story that has The Australian at its centre. Our columnist Janet Albrechtson has been a big part of The Australian's agenda-setting journalism on the Brittany Higgins-Bruce Lehrman case that's gripped Australia. And today, we're going to hear Janet's fiery take on a dramatic week in court. We carry no brief for Bruce Lerman or for Brittany Higgins. We were not anti-Drumgold. We were not for or against any other party in this godforsaken mess. All along, we have been pro-rule of law. More on that in just a moment. First, there's other big news breaking on theaustralian.com.au right now about this story. The Australian's revealing Brittany Higgins' partner David Shiraz allegedly tipped off TV star Lisa Wilkinson that rape charges were about to be dropped. Wilkinson found out even before Lehrman's own lawyers, the federal court has been told. Court documents show Brittany Higgins told Network 10 she would not appear as a witness for the defence in the defamation trial if barrister Sue Crisanthu SC was involved. Higgins solicitor Leon Zwire wrote to Network 10 boss Beverly McGarvey that Higgins was not prepared to work with Crisanthu under any circumstances. Sue Crisanthu is one of Australia's most respected barristers and had previously acted for clients including actor Geoffrey Rush and former Attorney-General Christian Porter. To check out those stories, join our subscribers at theaustralian.com.au. In just a moment, how writer Janet Albrechtson found herself part of the story and her no-holds-barred take on the latest twists and turns. May I get notices of the potential adverse findings for all parties? That's a text message The Australian's columnist Janet Albrechtson sent to retired Judge Walter Sofronoff KC in the early stages of his 2023 inquiry into the ACT's criminal justice system. We've used voice actors to bring you their words. Sofronoff responded with a thumbs-up emoji. Albrechtson typed back. Thank you. On July 31, Sofronoff delivered his findings to the Territory's Chief Minister. He'd been instructed to investigate the conduct of criminal justice agencies involved in the sexual assault trial of former Liberal staffer Bruce Lehrman. Lehrman was accused of raping Brittany Higgins in the office of former Senator Linda Reynolds, whom they both worked for at the time. Lehrman has always vehemently denied any sexual conduct occurred. The trial made it all the way to the ACT Supreme Court and then it fell apart. The rape trial of former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman has been aborted after a juror's misconduct was discovered by a court sheriff. Shane Drumgold, who was the ACT's Director of Public Prosecutions at the time, didn't pursue a retrial. I've made the difficult decision that it is no longer in the public interest to pursue a prosecution at the risk of the complainant's life. This brings the prosecution to an end. But Drumgold did go after the cops. He said the Australian Federal Police actively tried to sabotage his attempts to bring the case to trial. 
The police said they didn't believe there was sufficient evidence to win in court. That doesn't mean they doubted Higgins' story, by the way. But police and prosecutors have to assess how evidence will stack up before a jury and balance that with the stress and trauma that can result from putting a matter to criminal trial. And so Drumgold took the extraordinary step of calling for an inquiry into the whole debacle. And he got it. But it didn't go the way Drumgold had hoped. Sofronov's findings against Drumgold were damning. Sofronov found Drumgold had lied and deceived the judge in the rape trial, as well as falsifying evidence. He was accused of preying on the inexperience of a junior lawyer by directing him to amend notes of a meeting he'd had with Lisa Wilkinson before her famous Logie speech. Sofronov's inquiry resulted in Drumgold losing his job and being barred from practising as a barrister in the ACT. His reputation battered, his career over. After four years, Shane Drumgold is no longer the ACT's Director of Public Prosecutions. So Drumgold did what he knows. He took it to court, suing the ACT Board of Inquiry and the ACT government. This week, that case, one of eight legal actions spawned by this saga, landed back in the ACT Supreme Court. Drumgold is gunning for the findings that ended his career and destroyed his reputation to be thrown out. Shane Drumgold's barrister, Dan O'Gorman SC, said in his opening submissions on Tuesday that Janet Albrechtson and Walter Sofronoff were communicating extensively before and during the Board of Inquiry. Other journalists were also communicating with Sofronoff behind the scenes, but Drumgold's barrister is zeroing in on Albrechtson. In another text exchange, on the weekend before Drumgold was due to appear in the witness box at the inquiry, Sofronoff texted this to Albrechtson. What a thing to do to two young professionals under your mentorship. Front listeners will remember this situation from an episode earlier in the week, and I'd recommend scrolling back in your feed to find our earlier deep dives on this topic. Lisa Wilkinson had a meeting with Shane Drumgold before she delivered her speech at the 2022 Logies, in which she strongly backed Brittany Higgins. Wilkinson had read Drumgold some of the speech at their meeting, and she says Drumgold didn't tell her the speech was a bad idea. Drumgold, however, told the ACT Supreme Court he'd warned Wilkinson the speech could blow up the impending rape trial. Sofronoff later found Drumgold also told a junior lawyer to amend his contemporaneous notes of the meeting to include Drumgold giving that warning, even though Sofronoff found this was untrue. Dan O'Gorman argued communications like these showed Sofronoff and, by implication, the inquiry, had it in for Drumgold. It shows that Mr Sofronoff had poisoned his mind in relation to Mr Drumgold, at least in relation to this particular point, before Mr Drumgold even got into the witness box. Dan O'Gorman pointed to emails, phone calls and text messages. He said demonstrated Albrechtson was receiving preferential treatment from Sofronoff. It's in this context that it is of considerable importance that you have this journalist who is writing extensively about Mr Drumgold who then has what we would submit is an extraordinary amount of contact with Mr Sofronoff. O'Gorman said Albrechtson's reporting about Drumgold was biased against him and favourable of Lehrman, and that it tainted Sofronoff's investigation and findings. 
Your Honour, perhaps the most stark example of Mr Sofronoff relying upon the assistance provided is in the final report, Mr Sofronoff, in fact, picks up a slab from an article written by Ms Albrechtson and inserts it in his report. The barrister also argued Sofronoff had violated the inquiry's terms of reference. They're the rules that dictate what an inquiry investigates and to what extent. O'Gorman said a fair-minded observer might think the association with Albrechtson diverted Sofronoff from deciding the issues on merit. Today, Janet Albrechtson is firing back in a piece that's live now on theaustralian.com.au. We've asked Janet to read you some of that story. Here's Janet Albrechtson. Shane Drumgold claims that because I was in contact with Walter Sofronov before and during the ACT Board of Inquiry, a reasonable bystander might regard articles, these apparently negative articles that I wrote either alone or with my colleague Stephen Rice, as infecting Mr Sofronov's ability to bring a fair and open mind to his final report. Mr Drumgold claims we were anti-Drumgold and pro-Bruce Lerman. He wants to have the findings of the inquiry report set aside. Justice Stephen Kay will respond to those legal issues in due course. We were not a party to those proceedings in the ACT Supreme Court this week. Mr Drumgold no doubt imagines that his allegations against us would go untested by me. Well, here's my response. This imbroglio began as one of those legally and emotionally fraught he said, she said disputes about an alleged sexual assault. Brittany Higgins said she was raped. Bruce Lerman denied having sex with her. And when the story took bewildering and truly neck-breaking turns, many media outlets continued to report each chapter through the filter of celebrating and supporting Brittany Higgins. Well, it must have come as a shock to many when the Australians started reporting concerns held by AFP officers about the lack of evidence to support the charges. That shock must have been compounded when this newspaper looked closely at the conduct of Mr Drumgold before, during and after the criminal trial in 2022. The ridiculous default position was to assume that we were anti-Higgins and pro-Lerman. We carry no brief for Bruce Lerman or for Brittany Higgins. We were not anti-Drumgold. We were not for or against any other party in this godforsaken mess. All along, we have been pro-rule of law. All along, our commitment has been to principles that guarantee a fair trial, driven by the unwavering belief that a fair trial should never be a lottery, for all of our sakes. Albrechtson wrote, while she was flattered to be depicted as some kind of Svengali who'd influenced Walter Sofronov's findings, the idea was laughable. Sofronov is a King's Counsel, a former Queensland Solicitor General and former President of the Queensland Court of Appeal. He's one of Australia's preeminent jurists. He presided over the Queensland DNA inquiry, sparked by our colleague Hedley Thomas's investigative podcast, Shandy's Story, and he was responsible for the successful High Court appeal that got Queensland wife killer Jared Baden Clay convicted of murder. Albrechtson wrote she made no apologies for her contact with Sofronov. She was putting questions to him to fully understand the issues, and he was responding. Albrechtson's conversations with Sofronov came after many months of reporting, in which the Australian had been forensically examining every aspect of this case. 
When Mr Drumgold announced that there would be no second trial, but applauded Brittany Higgins and said he thought he could have secured a conviction, we raised questions as to the appropriateness of that conduct by the Chief Prosecutor. What happened to the presumption of innocence, we asked? Not because we were siding with Bruce Lerman. He has lawyers to defend him. Just as one should defend free speech for those one disagrees with, it's critical to defend the rule of law for every single person, regardless of whether you think they're innocent or guilty. Principles must always trump personal preferences. After these twists, we exposed how Brittany Higgins and David Shiraz politically manipulated this rape allegation in the lead-up to the federal election, including with the involvement of senior Labor MPs, particularly Katie Gallagher. Once again, our concern was how a citizen might expect a fair trial in this wicked and febrile environment. When Mr Drumgold called for a public inquiry, we reported on the Board of Inquiry that followed. We did so thoroughly. Unlike many other media outlets, I put many questions to Mr Sofronov before and during the inquiry to fully understand the issues. These were serious issues, and I wanted to be able to fully explain them and our criminal justice system to readers. I asked more questions than other journalists, apparently, as Mr Sofronov's lawyers told the court this week. Well, I make no apologies for that. Coming up, what the defence in this case is, and more from Janet Albrechtson. Well, I've got you. The Australian subscribers have been all over this story for years now because the Australian.com.au is where we break all the big scoops and publish our ripping analysis. We'd love you to join us. And we'll be back after this break. Access a world of true crime podcasts on Crimex Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman. A dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. Barrister Dan O'Gorman SC said Walter Sofronoff was infected with apprehended bias. Kate Eastman SC is representing the ACT government. She told the court there was no evidence that the Australian's columnist Janet Albrechtson had poisoned the mind of Walter Sofronoff. Eastman said Drumgold's case cherry-picked articles written by Albrechtson in an attempt to establish her alleged bias, but left out similarly critical articles authored by other journalists. Justin Gregory KC, who's representing a handful of senior Australian federal police officers, took a similar approach. He said Drumgold had failed to produce any evidence that Sofronoff's association with Albrechtson had influenced his findings. And Brendan Lim, who's representing the inquiry, said Walter Sofronoff engaged with all journalists who approached him about the inquiry. It's just that Albrechtson asked more questions than most. He said it's not uncommon for inquiry chairs to engage with the media. Here's Janet Albrechtson. Listening to Mr Drumgold's lawyer attack our journalism this week was a reminder of an essential conundrum facing the former chief prosecutor. It was not our reporting that damned him. As a younger generation might say, his admissions are a him problem. 
His own admissions about his behaviour demonstrated that he fell short of how a prosecutor should behave in a criminal trial, where, after all, a defendant was facing jail for a serious crime. This tawdry tale is also a reminder that there can be no shortcuts to finding someone guilty without undermining the principles that protect each and every one of us. If journalists were allowed to write only positive stories, well, that would be the end of journalism. And that would neuter one of the critical foundations to a free and vibrant democracy. Mr Drumgold and many others who appear not to understand the role of the media may wish to ponder those oft-quoted words about journalism. Speaking the truth that somebody wants you not to publish is journalism. Everything else is marketing. Janet Albrechtson is a columnist with The Australian. You can read her journalism right now at theaustralian.com.au along with the nation's best coverage of this and all the big stories. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.